0: Hello, I'm Tim McLaughlin, and this is a Maywa podcast. In this episode, we present the second part of Michelle Garcia's lecture, Creating a Garden of Natural Dye Plants. In his presentation, Michelle explained some of the difficulties in running the garden. At the conclusion of his lecture, Michelle took questions from the audience. The lecture was recorded live on October 16, 2009, as part of the Maywa Textile Symposium.
1: Natural colors. I remember some people just came and said, "I will never be interested in this. You know, I'll just join my wife because she is very keen on on fabrics and all that." But I don't. I'm not interested. And I uh, and I replied, "Well, but you eat some every day." He was very surprised. I said... Well, look at this. It's written on the packet, you know. All these European codes are means for um, vegetal extract. About the half of the coloring extract for food I- in Europe is from um, plants. There are some families, you know. Not all of these are here, but that was one subject. And, you know, this sweet called uh, Smarties or M&M's. You know this? There was a very interesting study about it, and uh, they use... Uh, in Germany, the company uses all natural colors. In England, the same company uses only synthetic dyes, which is allowed in this nomenclature. And in France, it's half-half. Uh, why? because the, the, the customer, the client, determines the company to choose this one or this one. You choose what you want, in fact. If you refuse to buy some, they will change their mind. And that's what they did in Germany, in fact. And they are not so much expensive than in England. But I suppose in England, it was supposed to be fluorescent this this suite. <laughs> And uh, in Germany, no matter, it's a little uh, pale color or what, it's not a problem. And in France, it must be strong, as strong as possible, you know. When natural colors doesn't give so strong as violet or greens, which is not so easy to get strong with natural colors in this system, then they put chemical to complete it. Then uh, that was one approach who interested people. But let's go on with fibers. Uh, in fact, you know, many children don't realize there's a relation between a ship and the uh, pullover. And uh, <laughs> it was really interesting, in fact, because... Uh, Wool fiber are interesting many artisans in Europe, and many of them use natural colors. I was in Italy uh, about three weeks ago for a meeting, and there are a lot of people uh, working on wool and interested in natural colors. But for the ordinary visitors dyeing is a mystery. Sometimes it has been possible to present some demonstration in my own workshop for little groups because the connection between uh, my own place and the garden was, uh, give, gave the opportunity to present sometimes some, some works to a small public as an extension, or extension of the intellectual presentation. Because you know, in the garden, it was not possible to, to put yarn somewhere or what. Then we were just speaking about something which was very absent, which was the color, the main subject. Then sometimes this is a, a very kind student I, I got one year, and then we dyed uh, masses of wool for one person who make tapest, tapestries. Then this was interesting for people uh, because they could, we couldn't do at the garden, but this connection sometimes was was interesting. Inks and paintings, that's a real big subject for children, even for adults, but uh, in Provence, in Europe, there were many plants crushed for. Cheap paintings, sometimes not very strong, but it existed. And it was very easy to pick this fruit. For example, this fruit in the garden, it was a little bit magic because the yellow one, the pinkish-yellow one, gives a very bright yellow ink. And the mature one gives a very good green. Then uh, at each step of the maturity maturation? We can discover plants are making something different. And uh, it was a good subject both for natural history and for uh, history art. And then around one little tree like this there were many things to do. Uh, uh, That was quite quite funny. I told you uh, about natural colors uh, family. This is really interesting because it gives many informations. You know this all these beyond to Mada family and all contain the same compound, which is anthraquinone compounds, very strong colors. And uh, if you just you know this rubiaceae um, family, you can discover um, it is nearly sure it's the same kind of compounds and the same quality of colors as, uh, for example, uh, we were talking about for Peru with the Real the which is Then traveling, uh, if you know this, the botany, you will, you will get an help to discover what's supposed to be in. And if you, if you need to pursue or not your investigation on this plant, this is magic plant, you know, Cartamus, you know it. It's not very fast to light, in fact, but it's such an incredible pink. And it was a good introduction for uh, dying with uh, people, uh, just showing how it functions with chemistry. We planted seeds six times a year for growing the best pink color. Six times because it goes very fast. And then when the plant was about like that, we, we very quickly planted others because this one soon finished and the other pursued. And then it, we, we, we needed to be very clever with this. If not, you know, one part of the garden is totally dry, and the visitors come and they say, well, it's, it's not clean here. And uh, this was a very good subject. You know probably, most of you, you know probably how to do. You, you take this plant, these flowers, and you wash it, you wash it, you wash it, and you take off a lot of yellow. This is for no use. It's not very fast to light, it's not very strong. You take it away. When you wash a lot, a lot, there's some more color behind this yellow, which is more reddish. And this is not soluble in water. Then you can wash and wash and wash. That's not a problem. Then you take some ashes, wood ashes, and you make a basic solution. And then it is soluble. You put the fabric in, cotton or silk. And then you, you press some lemon juice to neutralize, and then the color suddenly appears as magic. And that's interesting because, you know, first it is basic, secondly it is acid. It's an approach of chemistry which is not the one of moderns, but it can be understood by many people, and they can discover there are many things in one plant. And you just choose what you need, and the rest you don't use. There are several things and then there are means just to get the one you are interested in. Indigo blue is another subject, very interesting subject because uh, there are very few plants in the world, about 20 maybe a little more, who give really uh, good indigo. 20 different um, genus because Uh, Indigo Fea, there are a lot, a lot, but it's one genus. And then uh, it's very interesting to to have a look to this plant because it doesn't belong to the same family. And if you are interested in botany, you will see that it's the mean that they belong in all times to a family, but they separate as, uh, you know, a family whose person travels in other countries and they separate and they change, it gives the indication uh, indigo appeared about 60 millions of years ago with very special climatic conditions, and it's also protection for plants. Then you know perfectly it's extraordinary, spectacular, magic, to work with indigo. I will tell you something after. Then in the garden, that was a good subject to present very different plants for different regions in the world. Uh, these uh, are West African plants. This one, Lonchocarpus in the is very rare. It's an equatorial <laughs> indigo plant. It, it nearly disappeared. Except maybe in Guinea, where it, it is Still cultivated in the region of Futa Jalon, but if not, it's quite rare. It must be protected. It must be recognized as a treasure because it's so rich in indigo and so it gives so good color. This has been uh, by Nigerian plant. The samples behind, you know, uh, very good tie and dye with this indigo, Chinese indigo, you know, Strobilanthus a crazy plant, so strong, so strong. You just press the leaf like this, and your hand it comes, becomes blue when oxidized. That's very strange. It grows quite well, and I will tell you something about it. We always wonder why plants make indigo, because in reality they doesn't make indigo. They make the precursor of indigo, because they are not blue. They become blue when they die. Then it doesn't seem very useful for the plant to change the color when it died, because uh, it's not a natural color. It's a surnatural color. And then uh, once in the garden, it was freezing very early, about the 1st of October, which is rare. Usually it's about the 15th of October. And then the strobilantes changed completely. All the top died. It was a big plant like this. All the top died. And when it died, it became nearly black, very dark blue. And that the freeze was everywhere on the on the grass except on this plant because it was so dark and the reflection gave an effect and then the frozen very soon disappeared from this plant, accepted, and then it was not frozen totally and it started again. Then that's a strategy which is very difficult to un- understand for mammals, we are, because they accept to die just to pursue the generation of the rest of the plant. Then that's one of the mysteries of indigo we could observe in garden. But there are a lot of others, and uh, Japanese indigo, you know, which is cal- yet cultivated in Europe for big uh, extents, big fields, uh, which is very well known with Japanese traditions, as sukumo ai, which is a compost, leaf compost, and this one is so interesting. Three or four years ago a Japanese team of searchers was interested in that period, you know, the 4th century. And uh, there were some um, samurai equipments who were blue, very old, but blue. Then they, they studied very much and they discovered it, was com- it, wa- it came from this plant. And the disco- they, they made the structure... And it's an indigoid never identified before because it's a double structure, like, like a dimer of, of indigo. And uh, it's uh, trichotamine. If you are curious with your internet, you will see the structure of trichotamine. That's very interesting. It means we have not discovered all because this is a soluble indigo a dimer-soluble indigo, which was supposed to be impossible and doesn't exist, then this is quite recent, and in the garden we can present also the modern research is about phytochemical when uh, possible. Uh, for, for everybody, it was very easy to present ordinary plants with the connection with different regions. This plant is very common in your garden, you know, you eat the fruits, but in Japan it has been used, the leaves has been used for dyeing, or this one is very common here, but the, the wood is a very good dye, and this was pleasant for people. Uh, there are quantities of plants for yellow, most of the plant does yellow, because this yellow comes from structure which is flavonoid, which is very, very interesting for protection of the plant, then most of the plant gives yellow, but this yellow is destroyed by the action of um, ultraviolet light. Then that's one weak point for the dye, because very fast yellow, very strong yellow are difficult to find, because of this. They are made to be destroyed. They are made as filters. Then Difficult to stabilize. There's uh, Euro, some European plant, but each plant wa- was documented. We, we avoided to bring a plant if we didn't have any information on it. Uh, we needed a text. That was the, the rule. A good text explaining how it functions and uh, 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 proving it has been effectively used damp soils of Europe, uh, East European dye plant. And then uh, Mediterranean countries, there were a lot of interesting things. But uh, uh, harvested color in Provence, this, this was an interesting subject. This plant, you know, it was used for coloring the, um, the red cheese from Holland. And then it was cut in Provence and they dyed some fabric and they sent the fabric to the Holland and they just wrapped the cheese and with the, the acidity of uh, butyric acid of the uh, cheese fermentation, this violet color turned, turned red and then it gave the color to the cheese. That's the reason why we always paint cheese in red, actually, but it's not made... Uh, with the same plant, but it, it was a little business for Provencal people. They, they collect all this and they send it to to Holland for the cheese. There are many little history with each plant, but uh, this sumac is very important. It was, it has been introduced uh, the 16th century, uh, ah, as it's written, excuse me, very high quality of tannins. Very interesting because now it grows a lot. you should imagine you could imagine it 's a native plant, but not many plants have been introduced in well, henna or sorghum, very red sorghum, very interesting colors uh, Caucasian plants you know studying some carpets the some yellow, very fast yellow are from delphinium or from datisca which is not very used actually, but uh, the analysis prove it. Uh, With the rhubarb, there are many things to do for indigo vats. That's interesting because the roots gave orange to red colors, and the leaves is useful for making the blue. And it's a very complete plant. Uh, India, we had very little in fact, but this Indian madder is very well known, and very interesting case when it is dried, when the foliage is dry, it becomes red, and when we analyze it, uh, not only the root but even the foliage contain the red color. It should be interesting thinking about planting it and just cutting the foliage to preserve the root, because it takes a long time to grow, this root, and then maybe try to develop something with this foliage. That was one subject. South Africa, Madagascar. You know, this one, solidago canadensis, is very popular uh, for French and European dyers. We call it the airport plants because uh, airports are very flat places, and very often they are settled on uh, old damp countries. Then all around there are damp places, and then it likes very much damp places. In the airport plant, and uh, very good, very fast yellow with uh, as for weld with luteolin in it, which is very strong. Central America. I've uh, no, no not many slides, but uh, you know, Dahlia, cosmos, Coopsis, Zinnia. All all plants are coming from here. South America with this Brazil wood. It was very little, the, the poor Brazil wood like this, and in the greenhouse every winter, not so easy to grow. And. Uh, just one word for about growing dye plants, because actually there were some programs uh, since about ten or twelve years, and there are the four main plants which is cultivated to quite a, a big scale because there are some industrial projects about natural dyes and we started with some extract soluble extract for the uh, dying machines and uh, it's quite interesting uh, the mother is really interesting i try to introduce in the garden many kinds of uh, mother we planted in different places uh, the same plant we we took the seed and share to, to give it to different partners, and we analyzed the wall and discovered that Provence was a really good soil for matter. It was not an accident if it has been cultivated in enormous quantities, because it gave the very, very best quality. Wild, you probably know it, uh, with the difficulties of yellows, but uh, on wool it 's really very good on old tapestries it, it can uh, remains very well wood but very soon you will meet uh, Henri Lambert from Lectour. He will come with denise his wife, and they will explain very well that point of cultivating wood in the south of France. Then I will not develop very much here. And just to change, we stop with this visit of the garden and how to manage with um, the visitors. When they are very little kids, then we make a a, a kind of chemistry. I told you for the cartamus, you know, ashes, wood, ashes, lemon, and that's all. You just press the petals, and change the color with uh, the brush and uh, lemon juice. And that's very really magic, because with a rose petal, you can make green or blue. And uh, with the cosmos, which is a little bit coopsis, uh, which is a little bit yellow, you will give some bright oranges. There are many things to do with very, very simple chemistry. It's not so strong, you know, but it's for pedagogy. Ah, uh, this is much better If you grow some indigo plant in your garden, you need to buy a, a hammer how is it a mallet, and with this mallet, you just we made this uh, well here is the mallet, yes. That's a very simple dye. You just squeeze the plant, the living plant, of different indigo plants. You know here, there are different. There's Torbilantes, Isatis, Persicaria. You draw, you lock it very well, you you press it in two pieces, uh, and then after, you wash it, you simply wash it with soap, because soap is basic, then the reduction is inside of the, of the leaf because of life. Life hate oxidation. Then indigo is reduced in the plant and if you bring the base after, it will give the dye. For it's simply knocking like this, like prehistoric people. <laughs> and the kids love it. Not only the kids, these are... <laughs> These are very big kids, but kids in mind, you know. We, uh, I like very much to work with this person because they are a handicapped handicapped person. Uh, very often, very kind. And this is another example. You, you catch any tannin plant in the garden, elder, uh, leaves or whatever you want, or roses, leaves, and the uh, you knock it with the same system. And after, you just uh, put it in, a, in water containing a little bit of iron juice. Then it will give this effect of tannin. And then the, in this garden, we, we develop a lot of these little experimentations which give the rules of, of dyeing eventually uh, or some bigger... Um, presentation for different publics when sometimes we receive people. Uh, I told you about the market and this was um, a fashion show with Pastel Blue yeah, and other people doing some clothes and sometimes it's a very good time with different creators of France and Europe who who came as volunteers like this to, just to present their work. That was a very good time. And uh, about partners, I will just give two examples because I'm so long. This is in Mali, uh, which is who is here. Uh, we visited him here, uh, there, and he came and presented his work with so eloquence. People couldn't believe it. It was so good. He, he knows a lot about traditions of West Africa. and It was really a great pleasure to connect with provincial people and the visitors. Or, you know, Rashmi Bharti from the Association Avani, she came and she explained uh, how they catch the water from the rain to die and the, and the energy from the sun. And with no water, no electricity, they succeed to develop dye workshop, and that's remarkable, really. This is the cornflower. The secret is here. You know this. This is metal. Then, in fact, in the rose and in the cornflower, it's exactly the same coloring matter. But this is here are two with one atom of iron which is the mordant, some people said, I don't want your natural colors, supposed natural colors, because you use chemical to do it. You use the mordants. But in fact, plants use mordants as well. That's, that was a very interesting study to discover that we didn't, human being didn't discover the mordant He had this inspiration, incredible inspiration that plants did it before. One other point, we had a big collection then uh, it was opportune to do a database and uh, I decided to study how to analyze the composition of plant with a very simple method which is thin layer chromatography. And Then uh, you just make an extract and you put a drop on a little piece of Aluminium sheet covered with silica, and it it will migrate in a special solvent system, and it will give different uh, spots which correspond to each component. And in the same conditions, the components are always at the same place. That's the reason why you can know what is in this plant. And then we try to develop this uh, database, And uh, it's a very simple way of uh, analyzing, even for textiles, which is not so easy, but it can be done. With a little piece of textile, you can know uh, what was the dye inside. I was a bit younger, maybe, but have you seen this big packet of leaves? We were intended to do our own indigo. The only problem is that the, the vats were not big enough. Because uh, we have had a lot of leaves, and then uh, the process is very easy, but uh, it was a very big work. And when people said, "I will buy more than I want it to be cheaper," but that was deposit. If you want more, it would be more expensive because <laughs> you, you can, we we cannot develop easily that kind of, of, of method, but uh, we can discover how to do, share it for any partners. Uh, that period, I did indigo in quite big quantities with this persicaria tinctoria Japanese indigo. Uh, then we also tried with natural energy from the sun, with a very simple system for making indigo, you can keep the water for the garden when you finish then it was not polluting, we saved the water, and there was no energy. It was an interesting project. And uh, this, is, oh, this will be long. I will go very quickly. You know, some, uh, some pictures in the s- Provincial Museum, they show pe- uh, women working to make uh, printed fabrics, and uh, with brushes, they finish it with brushes for some drawings. And sometimes, uh, for adults or for specialists, I tried to make a kind of reconstitution of this work. I had no design from this period, but I have had some books, that kind of books, with all the samples on it, and uh, with an Indian block like this, just researching that kind of colour, which is well-known in very old provincial textiles, uh, then you print the mordant, you die. It gives red like 12 de juillet, you die on mother. Or you print as a red and uh, uh, aluminum mordant and uh, iron mordant. And then when you die, you get both colors as uh, in the old one. Or maybe a little clear in the middle, pinkish, if you if you like it. And uh, you can apply some blue. And uh, then uh, you can also apply the yellow, which is from the, the fruits of the ramnus And it gives the effect of the first drawing, which is at the Museum of Orange. And you can get all the, the steps like this. It's very pedagogic. But in fact, it, it was done in several days. But for a course, uh, you are supposed to do it in a couple of, of hours. Then it's quite complicated, but we can succeed with this, that kind of pedagogy. This one is very interesting. I nearly finished, in fact. This one is interesting because, as you know, some of you, when you dye indigo, first it's dark indigo, and secondly, it's a little bit clear, and after, it will be very long very long to finish with this vat because it gives clear and clear color. It can be very useful but for this guy who is quite old now but a very good fellow, he had a factory, a dye factory to dye wool. Now he is retired but he pursues researches because he's very keen on this. And then this machine is interesting because it can works under pressure. You put the wool, you press it, you pour the indigo, you move the pump, and with the pump, all the indigo goes in the wool. And when you open the tap, water is clear. After ten minutes. That's a very big progress for this guy, that kind of guy, because, you know, industry will not use indigo because you, you waste a lot of vats, you, you must uh, take a lot of time, then it, can be, it cannot be usable. But th- that kind of little research is are, are interesting. Also, you know, when you finish with your mother, you waste the powder, but uh, recycling... The, the old bath of mordant and the old bath of dyes, and the, the ways you can do some pigments, which is mother Lake for paintings. And I make it short, but if there are any questions, yeah. uh, this, is, this, was, this was another subject. Growing plants is expensive. If you want to make a lot of colors, it's very expensive. But we use a lot of plants, in fact, for other purposes. This is to make uh, time-essential oil. Then these young people, they they gather it in nature with authorization, because in some places there's a big lot. They distill and they get their money with a little bit of essential oil, not so much, but they are young and they don't need many, many money for the moment if the baby doesn't come very soon. And then uh, we were thinking about um, how to do with this plant because there are several qualities, there are different plants, and in fact, this waste was analyzed. You know, on the left is the, the native plant we just collected on nature, and on the right is the one who has been distilled. But the volatile compounds, there's no coloring matter in the volatile compound. And the steam didn't destroy anything. Then it was exactly the same composition with this caffeic acid, uh, turqu- see, which is a guarantee of a very good fi- fixing agent. And then we extracted it twice and made this pigment. And uh, I tried to to find some partner for this, but this was one subject for the garden too. Oh, you know, this is material to give um, tr- to to make drink the coves. It's one cubic meters of it, in fact, because the coves are several around. And then we tried to make natural indigo. It was a good moment just to verify the exact point of. Um, basicity, and um, uh, how to make it very clean with a pump in the middle. In this pump, there's a filter, a kind of fabric filter we put. And then we found a very good way for high-quality indigo homemade and very ecological because the waste is really clean. Then uh, that's one point. Also, for making little structure, you know, I don't believe very much of enormous factories of natural colors, but little structure can be very interesting for artisans because one can make the pigment and provide to the others. Well, different aspects of this project. I'm obliged to tell you that at this time, the garden is lost. There was a very, very big pre- pressure. I told you at the beginning that... Um, there was many, many partners, many politics. And at one time, they asked incredible things. They, they wanted, there was a new project in the village, um, Modern Art Center, which suddenly was supposed to, to drive our project. Uh, we were uh, very suddenly, one thing in a huge project and we were supposed to get money for the other project and it was an incredible pressure. Everybody started to to fight, a politic fight, not a real fight but uh, then they asked me to to dismiss to 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 go away and they say well you will be the wise man. We will ask you anything but uh, we don't want you for the responsibilities. And when, when I, I went uh, away, officially, from the, the list of the responsibilities, then they didn't want any more. I come back, and then they started to with an incredible gesture, and now they dismissed the gardener, and uh, they, they closed the shop, and uh, I don't know what will happen. But be sure that there are thousands of people who passed by the way and who were very interested in different aspects they couldn't imagine at the beginning. It's not only dipping of fabric, you know, it's natural history. uh, There are many, many aspects, and most of them, they are still pursuing this fascinating adventure. And then you belong to this huge family of the person who pursue this adventure. And I'm so, so glad to be with you. And I will stop. <laughs> and, uh, some questions?
0: At the conclusion of Michel Garcia's lecture, he was asked about the present state of the Loris dye garden.
1: Nobody is here to put the water, Then so many plants died. They didn't take the, the seed, Then they waste a lot of the collection because the seed have not been collected, Then uh, uh, they have lost a lot. And there's nobody, it's closed, and there's nobody, you can imagine... <coughs> stomach. It's complicated. I tried to dialogue again. I tried to discuss again with the, the, the municipality. This, they, now they realize that was a terrible mistake. Uh, but we are in a hurry. For the moment we must wait. They are just discussing. It can take a lot of time. But anyway, we'll find some more seeds somewhere else. We can do something else uh, at another moment, but for the moment they are discussing. It can be long.
0: Whether there were any other gardens that were like it?
1: There are. Actually, there are some little gardens in France, but very little. There's a very, very big one in Japan, in Takazaki, made by uh, Yamazaki family, which is Yamazaki, seijun Yamazaki is great master of natural dyes in Japan. But it's the Japanese garden for Japanese dye plants. But it's very big and very impressive uh, project. But this one, the equivalent for the moment, I I don't know the issue. Maybe it will start again. Maybe some people will realize it's a very big pity and then they will accept to start again. I don't know the future. But actually, there's no equivalent. Equivalent.
0: And about natural sources for aluminum mordants.
1: Aluminium, aluminium mordants, as club moss, for example. You know club moss in the z- northern countries? It's a good aluminum mordant. There's another one, is the apple, the ashes. You know, when you press apple for cider, then in this rest in the ashes if you burn this you will get a very rich aluminum ash that's probably one of the best uh, aluminum accumulator of our latitudes yes well thank you very much uh-huh. you've been listening to
0: part 2 of Creating a Garden of Natural Dye Plants A lecture delivered by Michelle Garcia as part of the Maywa Textile Symposium The lecture was recorded live on October 16, 2009 For more information on our lecture series or podcasts please visit our website at www.maywa.com. I'm Tim McLaughlin Thank you for listening